0: Teaching Tax Flow podcast, where the goal is to empower and educate you to legally and ethically minimize taxes paid over your lifetime. Hey everyone, welcome back to Teaching Tax Flow, the podcast as always. Episode 30 today, we're going to talk music and money. Joined by two of the five guys from the Five Piece Band, hailing from Nashville, Tennessee. If you didn't read the show notes, you'll find out who they are shortly. However little brief intro on these guys. you will hear a little bit more as well. Um, These guys actually have graced some large-scale festival event stages such as Lollapalooza, Coachella, Bonnaroo, many others. Also, definitely no strangers to national TV appearances such as those on Late Show with David Letterman, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Conan, Stephen Colbert, as well as Jimmy Kimmel Live. And one last number I'd like to throw at you, just a little number, I guess, really, maybe... It's 155 million plus downloads on Spotify with one of their songs alone, Too High. So before we meet these guys, let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Legacy Lock. If you are new
1: to estate planning or simply need to review your current plan, Legacy Lock makes it as easy as pie. Legacy Lock is a unique platform that enables you to easily complete your attorney-drafted documents conveniently from the comfort of your home or office. Your first step to this peace of mind is simply visiting teachingtaxflowcom legacy.
0: Welcome everybody back to the podcast. We actually have a really good guest on with us today that probably you don't expect, which obviously if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that me, John Trapalski, my partner in crime, Chris Picuro, we're always up to something. And then now we can bring in stuff that's non-tax-related, and it's a little treat for you. So before we get into that exactly, let's introduce these guys. We'll see who they are, and then maybe say a little bit about what they do. What do you think, Chris? Should we tell them what they do? I think we should, and I'm really excited to have these guests. And I promised John before this podcast I would keep my pickleball talk down to five minutes or less. We'll see what it happened. Right. It's not going to happen. We already know that. But, you know, I'll give you kudos for trying. So Tommy Putnam Trevor Chandra. Name sound familiar to anybody? Maybe, maybe not. If not, I'm sure you can Google it and find out for yourself. So we're talking to two members of Moon Taxi. So not taxi drivers on the moon. Literally, you guys do something completely different. Um, Gentlemen, how are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, John. Hey, Chris. Uh, I wish we were in Florida, but we're in rainy Nashville right now. Hey, like I tell everybody, though. I'm from Michigan, so careful what you say about the weather, guys. <laughs> I think I left. It was in the teens. I'll get back. It's probably still in the teens. Let's be honest. But I just get accustomed to icicles. Um, so without us giving the intro, I mean, you guys have more talent in the space than we do. So clearly, I can't sing a number and make it sound good. What do you guys do, man? Do you guys wash dishes? Do you you know polish cars? What what do you guys do?
2: We are not officially astronauts. Uh, we are officially two. Of the progressive pop rock band Moon Taxi out of Nashville, Tennessee. And we're excited to be on. This is actually our first um, tax related uh, podcast. So, you know, you're going to have to forgive any sort of, you know, beginners, um, you know, sort of faux pas on, on our part. But we'll just try to keep it uh, simple and kind of explain what we do. And then we can get into, you know, the tax stuff. And maybe even some pickleball
0: stuff later on. Um, yeah, pickleball. We've never had anybody else besides Chris bring up that topic, so of course. I'll, oh yeah. What pickle? The pickleball. I've you know
1: I've learned two new terms for pickleball recently. Uh, the second one's escaping me, but geriatric tennis is the one that comes to mind Ooh, right that's
3: now. That's all right. Hey, um, you know what? Ouch. <laughs> hurts. And you know, I'm honestly, super it's, it's super fun to play. Yeah. Give us a little bit of background on how you guys met yeah absolutely i met tommy uh when i was 15 years
2: old in gym class and he was wearing a cool t-shirt of a band that i liked and i said hey man i like that shirt and like literally 18 years later we've been playing music ever since uh so it started like that in high school we moved to we had a high school band then we moved to nashville uh in the early 2000s to attend belmont uh and pursue music and what was back then Music City was like a different landscape. It was so crazy back then. Uh, just in the sense that there was no, no, not much going on other than country music. There wasn't much of a rock scene. Uh, but e- even when we first moved to town, we were studying. So we weren't kind of actively out there playing, touring. Uh, we were just writing songs in our dorm and uh, what they call shedding, which is just practicing a lot and you know getting the music in, inside your fingers and starting to write music together. Uh, we met the rest of the guys in the band over the next five years. We had like a little bit of a line lineup switch uh, with our drummer. Um, but the full formation of the band was around 2007, uh, which is when we started putting albums out, live albums, studio albums. And six albums later, we're, we're about to put out our sixth uh, album. And like I said, 18 years later, we're still playing music together and I mean, there's a lot that's happened in that interim. We got to play, you know, on national television. We did Letterman. We did Conan. We got to play at major music festivals. Um, and, you know, at this point, it's like, it's cool. It's it's a lot of people think like it's the, like some sort of magic that we do. But for us, it's just, it, it's a job. We like to go out and play music for people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Like the, the magic for me is like the numbers like what you guys do that that doesn't make sense to me that like is a little bit of a uh, like you, you're gonna really have to explain that to me but uh music for us is just something that always came naturally and we're just so lucky that we have the same group of guys that's been playing together for you know a really long time so that's that's a brief
3: summation of the band well, like that was many. That was a retention that was right. of of team members is a huge factor in success. And we talk about on our podcast a lot with people from all different industries, just how the people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And the fact that you love what you're doing really supersedes how talented and how good you are. Because, but the talent and the the, the popularity and the success comes from the fact that you guys have been together. You know there's so much synergy and, and you guys are love what you do um so and and tommy are you guys aren't you, are you guys from are you guys from birmingham alabama you two were yeah. from the yeah. like, trevor Tra- 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 moved down from syracuse to birmingham to stavios alabama
1: and um and i was in another band you know but like i i knew when i picked up a bass guitar when i was 12 years old what i wanted to do for the rest of my life and speaking on what you just said about you know loving what you do like you know i i just thought about this the other day. We had a great show in Columbia. Was that Saturday, Trevor? I guess it was Saturday. Um, yeah, and yep. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I always get mixed up with prior Saturday. And um, you know, it, we just played great, and the set was good. The crowd was really into it. And I was just thinking, you know, man, we've we've really got it made here. Um, it's it's a really
3: fun living. Well, that is cool. That's one of the things I was wondering about, Tommy. Yeah, you answered the question: Is when you're 12 years old, you knew that you wanted to be a professional musician. Mm Trevor obviously went to Belmont uh, to study music, but was there an aha moment for you when you said, Oh my gosh, this, like, I can, I can do this as a very successful and enjoyable and enriching career? This is, this is doable. There's like,
2: like just a a bunch of little aha moments throughout our career. Like, you know, when we started to write songs that, that didn't suck. (laughs) And when we, you know, like when we started to, to, to write songs and people were actually like, "Yeah, this is catchy," um, as opposed <laughs> to like we didn't we didn't know what we were doing at first. Go ahead, Tommy. We were saying, yeah, well, they, they, yeah, and they, when they sing it back to you, you know, when they're singing along with you, that's right. That's minute, we got we got a little something brewing here. Um, that's a that's an aha moment, like when you start getting um, the business side figured out. That's an aha moment, like if a manager is willing to take time to represent you, you're like, okay, I must be doing something that that makes sense and that merits that representation. Uh, so we got, a, you know, we were always known as a live band uh, because we just played live all the time. So we got a manager first and then we got a booking agent after that. But before then, we were just booking ourselves. Like, And Tommy would yeah. call up these venues uh, and say, hey, I know you guys got a stage. Why don't you have Moontax to come play your venue? And yeah, so the fir- we were very yeah. DIY at first. Go ahead. Yeah, Tom. the first
1: the, the first show that we booked, up so I've got my old two thousand seven um uh I guess organizer like, here with Day Planner, yeah. Day planner, yeah. And it, it, I like, I would I, I would book I would book the shows and like I would always have so much anxiety that I accidentally double booked us somewhere. And I never did, but I'd always think like, are we supposed to be in Louisville or like <laughs> did you know, or was that <laughs> You know, and I'd have it all written down, but like, did I accidentally, and I'd check my emails, like, just to make sure, and it only happened, to, you know, a few times where I'd freak out a lot about it, um, but the first show that we booked was in, out of town, was in Auburn, Alabama, and I remember- that, that year, year Tommy? Was that was It'd be before then. Um, uh, it, it'd
2: oh, be probably 2006. I, okay. I, I think I was a senior in college. Uh, and you booked it, so, like, tell them- the the business side of that. What does that mean? So, did we even so, have a contract? Well, no, 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 no. It was all just handshake deal. It was like,
1: and his deal was like three hundred dollars versus eighty percent of the door and two hotel rooms. And I did not know what any of that meant. And so I just wrote it down. I'm like two three hundred dollar guarantee. What does that mean? And then I kind of figured it out. I was like, wait, he's gonna he's gonna just give us three hundred dollars to come <laughs> down there and play. Mm-hmm. But the first time I booked it. I, well, I called them. It's called Coyote's in Auburn. It's not there anymore. And I called and they said, we've never heard of you before. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, no, we're not going to book you. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, we had a lot of friends that were at Auburn because of our Alabama connection. And so I called one of my good friends, Matt. And I said, Matt, I really need you to do me a favor. He's like, what's that? Said, go into Coyote's and talk to all the bartenders about how good Moon Taxi is. And he took a bunch of buddies in there and they all talked up Moon Taxi the whole time. And I called the next day, and like, oh yeah, we've heard of you. Yeah, we'll give you three hundred dollars versus eighty percent of the door and two hotel rooms. Like, deal. Wow, well, that's
0: that. a band, a band wingman. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's I mean, you're cool. making the fair marketing heart sing by yeah. saying, "Like, I'm going to build word of mouth myself. I'm not going to." Well, realize. it's just, I mean, it's 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 like what I just heard this story the other day about the Red Bull uh,
1: creator who. He created it and he just put a bunch of Red Bull cans at some bar in Tokyo, empty ones, to make it look like people were drinking the hell out of it.
2: Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff blows my mind. Um, you really have to kind of represent yourself and 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 put yourself out there and, uh, until you get to the point where you have a manager to do that and, and like a team behind you. So we didn't have anybody, so we were just doing everything ourselves, self-promotion. And back then, like, we were printing off MapQuest directions to
0: get down to Auburn, Alabama. It was hilarious. We yeah. did have iPhones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, crap, the map's not zoomed in far enough. We don't know where we <laughs> are, but we know yeah, there's yeah. a line here. Like, who still Go left. If if you got off track with those MapQuest directions, you were in so much trouble. I mean, so it you, was You go, go to print it, and it's split between two pages, and you're kind up on the bottom one. Well, it it, a exactly. Then uh,
3: you, you're pulling over to a gas station in Alabama, looking at their boiled peanuts and assessing the the,
0: <laughs> you know, not to demean So this this is kind of funny. So you guys had an aha moment, and I think Tommy, you had mentioned, you know, when when people start singing your songs back to you, Chris, I kind of know what your aha moment. I mean, we know you were born with an abacus, likely. Oh, Lord have mercy. But have you ever sat down with a client and they're like, you know, singing a ten forty? No, out- <laughs> I
3: will say though, aha moment. I, it's not as uh, sexy and it's not as cool as theirs, but I. There's been times when I will do a, pr- a live presentation for a group, a group of uh, entrepreneurs or more, mainly real estate investors, and content that we created from scratch, like on a slide, is up on the screen, and I see like 30 people put their phone up and just start taking pictures of the stuff we created, sitting around our kitchen or. Like, I think people, and, and it hit me because we're always part of teaching tax flow and what we're trying to do. We're trying to empower the unserved and underserved taxpayers out there. And that doesn't mean underserved, like low income. This means people that don't understand about tax planning and strategy. And, but we also are trying to get from them what they need. So we think we know what they want. And something that struck a chord with me, with you guys, is like when you wrote songs that didn't suck i want are were there not to say a song but were the instances where you wrote something you're like this is wicked i this is gonna be great and no one liked it or or were there situations when you wrote something you're like eh, and then people loved it yeah you never know because both. yeah both both have happened but
2: like sometimes you get too close to something and you know you're precious about it um and then sometimes you'll you, have, like you said, write something that you think is a throwaway song, and it ends up being the the biggest song you've ever written. So it, it it's really hard to tell. we also have like multiple songwriters within the group. So something that I write, of course, I'm going to think is is great. <laughs> uh, you know, so that, that that's a whole nother side of working within the, you know in the dynamics of of a band with several songwriters in there.
3: We talk a lot on the podcast about building your own personal board of directors, and you guys spoke about building that—you um, know, having a having a a manager, having a booking agent. What are some of the other really important relationships for for you guys out there that that you feel are your advocates, and and you kind of wake up and say, I couldn't live without this person.
1: Those those two are definitely the most important. You know, you talk to them the most, especially a manager, um, and then you know, booking agent a lot too. Um, and, and I talked to the booking agents more just because, you know, I, I did a lot of that on my own to begin with. Um, I was just flipping through this organizer back here and I was like, wow, I booked a lot of stuff back then, you know? And like, um, I kind of know, you know, and, and like, it's good to do that because I know like if we have two days off, like where are they going to be? Like, like we just did something where we're going to end up having two days off in Charleston if we want to, you can go home if you want, or you can stay in Charleston, South Carolina. So that's a good spot. It's not, you know, Starkville, Mississippi. Right? right. Like or, or you know, some lame place like that. Uh, not to say that Starkville's that lame. I I actually have a you know, an affinity for that that small town. But um the other people I guess would be, you know, I would say um, your publisher,
2: music publishers is is publisher's huge, important. Yeah. Huge uh, hugely important. Um you know, but for us, like we're more on like the live performance side of it. Um there are you know innumerable songwriters in nashville where that is their main thing they go in nine to five write songs all day long they're not talking to a booking agent they're talking to maybe a manager and their publisher because they're trying to get their music um you know pitched for other artists to to cut or they're trying to get their music placed in television or film and that's that's another thing that we we do and we've had um we've had success like we've had our song in a mcdonald's commercial we've had our song in bmw um you know like some really awesome ads have have used moon taxis music um but you know that's that's another side of the uh of of our musical realm that that mean you know that that's essential so i'd say you know manager booking agent publisher business manager and your lawyer business manager too which is what what ultimately i think we're gonna fall you know, and this conversation is going to go that way because our business manager is is the one that that does our taxes.
3: Yeah, that's that's and, important. And obviously
1: important. Um, of course, it fills out, files new companies for you for whatever you need. Like, um, you know, we have we have four or five different companies that we have now. I think, and um, some of those are just they're they're just ways to to, um receive revenue streams from different records, depending on who it's with. It's just a way to organize everything.
2: Right. So in that, in that era that we were talking about the 2007, that's when we created our first record label, which was all for all intents and purposes. It was just like a bank account that we could all see where the money is. That $300 guarantee that we got from Auburn, Alabama, that would go into this pot.
1: Right? This mm-hmm. LLC. Yeah, that's a yeah. Twelve South Records LLC, which is still it's actually on the Triple chart right now, which is great. Um, and and I learned all of this stuff kind of on the fly. It's like, okay, uh you file for an LLC at the Snodgrass building. Okay, uh now what? You know, well the first thing I looked at this right here. These are the visitor logs, right? For when we started it. Me and Spencer went down there and I saw that there's Wednesday, there's Tuesday the sixth. So it looks like I went down there. No, I'm sorry. Wednesday the 7th and Thursday the 8th. So Spencer and I went down there Wednesday the 7th, figured out how to do it. Spencer's Done another band course. member. Yeah, by the and, way. And, yeah. And then I I must have gone back on the 8th and just get, gave it to him with $300 cash or something.
2: Okay. And, so, but you got to give him a little context. So this is in, in that era, right? 2006, 2007. 2007, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, the Snodgrass building, do you guys know where that is or what that is?
3: In Tennessee, yeah, downtown Nashville. Yeah, yes. it's, a ten- it's a Tennessee State Building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a like where- trick or something. I, I, it's where you form your LLCs and for, um, file your articles of organization. The- yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what yes. we did, and filed all
1: that, and then brought it back into them.
2: And but then, we didn't I know just- what we were doing. I mean, we were twenty-three years old, and we just thought yeah. that you had to make it official somehow. So we were like, okay, we'll yeah. just start our own LLC. Yeah, I did. I did write a business plan
1: um, which our manager calls a manifesto. Um, but <laughs> I mean, and it, so it's some, it, it's, you know, it's been a living document to some degree, but we, we've, we've checked off pretty much all the goals on there. Um, which is great.
3: This really gives us a lot of, uh, more credence to why we created teaching tax flow because hey we have uh, our most popular podcast. I'm sure it's going to be this one, but up until this one, has been our one on single on LLC formations and mm-hmm. why what what are some of the basic reasons why you would do that um and again when you first just start your business you don't have the resources either maybe the financial resources or the personal relationship resources to build that board of directors out and you're navigating through that and I think that a lot of the listeners that are just getting started here will probably actually find uh, a lot of inspiration behind your story because when we th- we think about where the band is, now compared to where you were when you began the journey a lot of people don't realize the journey Mm -hmm. um it's amazing
0: right now now looking back you probably have that time when you chris loves it when i say this or and other people but you really identify what your highest and best use of your time is right Mm -hmm. you start to bring in those individuals as, as we mentioned the board of directors or your personal board of directors and you really look at it and say, wow, I have a little bit of free time, even though I might have liked doing this over here a little bit. It consumed way too much time or I didn't like doing this at all. And this person does it way better. And that's you know, like you don't you don't want to be filing your taxes. I never had to really own stuff because I've known this guy for two and a half decades. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm skewed in that direction. So we, we started off having to wear all
1: the hats, right? And then one by one you start handing the hats to other people. And then you know, and then you start to get more free time, like you're saying. That's very true. Um,
2: well, yeah. Then we just started focusing on writing better songs yeah. because then yeah. you know, in, in essence, that's what our job should have been from the get go. It's just write good songs.
3: Well, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like with, with teaching tax law and what we're doing is creating the content, create trying to take what's in our 20 plus years of experience on tax planning and strategy and give it out to more people that don't have don't have access to that. Uh, what other things like, do you have any other entrepreneurial uh, ventures? No, no, some of these specific or non-related things that you like doing. I mean, you know, do other businesses that interest you, do you, uh, um,
1: for me, there's a, there's a nonprofit called notes for notes that I've been really close to, uh, the guy that started that they build out, um, uh, music studios and boys and girls clubs across the country. And so I've, I've been trying to figure out a way that I can use any kind of influence that I have to help, um, my friend Phil who does that, uh, to get more of them. Cause I think that, I mean, that, that's just such a good, you know, philanthropy and he's a genuine person and I just really believe in it.
3: Um, but it's cool. Well, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. No pun intended on that one. (laughs) Uh, what kind of advice would you give? Because we do get a, we get a lot of people. We talk a lot about Uber drivers on this podcast just because that's your prototypical gig economist. But what advice would you give an aspiring, not just musician, but someone, that a gig economist, someone that's starting, moving into something that they kind of have a passion
0: for? Because um, I mean, we always hear that term, right? Starving artists. But yeah, there's a lot of people that want to be artists. So they know what they're getting mm-hmm. into, some of them. So, yeah, kind of, Chris, if, if you're asking it right, is like what, what little push or sense of reality may you be able to I, get? I'd, I'd say, first of all, you got to take the
1: dive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's the biggest part is that, you know, I, I run into a lot of people um, who are just a little scared to take the dive. They're like, there's other people in this space, you know, that I'm trying to work in, and they're kind of fearful of that. And it's like, but once you just dive off into the sea, like it can really work. You know you can swim and then you know Beepie. Beepie um doggy. Beepie,
2: doggy. sorry i got distracted <laughs> yeah sorry i this is this is hold on hold on hey no, don't worry you yeah, very very friendly here i know yeah. how it is i have a two-year-old daughter who's all, oh yeah and that's how old they, she is
1: with a lot of things like no. you know you might have to fake it yeah. till you make it like oh, like okay. that's kind of what we did with that oh. first auburn show Is that like, we knew that we'd have friends show up, but they didn't believe us. So, you know, what's, you know, we kind of had to kind of had to BS them a little bit Mm -hmm. to, to get them to let us take that dive. And then we showed up and there's like 75 people there, you know, our friends told all their friends and then like, oh, wow, this is worth it. And then they, we came back and there's like 120 people there, just that sort of thing. And it goes farther than that. Like, like we noticed that we were starting to sell more tickets outside of Nashville than we were inside Nashville. And I guess your only you know, conduit for um, you know getting to your fans is was um, MySpace at the time. So what we started doing was taking a lot of pictures of our crowds outside of Nashville and posting them. And then people in Nashville were kind of like, "Now wait a minute, this this band's touring a little bit." Um, and then our shows in Nashville started getting bigger.
0: And tell me, it's funny you mentioned that. So I, I, you did mention Columbia, South Carolina. So I lived there for about a year and a half before I moved to Charleston for about ten years. And there was, I don't know if you guys ever knew of it or played at Headliners that was in Columbia. I used to, yeah, Uh, it was the greatest uh, little spot that I went there and I'd meet a lot of these bands that would be coming through. And obviously coming from the Detroit area, we're we're spoiled. Everybody, you know, seemed to always come through here. And a lot of people stopped at Headliners and it would almost be like they got one track on Sirius or XM at the time and they went on tour and they would stop there, right? Between like Chardonnay and Atlanta. And some guys had, like, a really sour taste in their mouth about, like, actually having to tour and stop. But then other ones would say the same thing. They're like, you know, we go and, you know, we play in Charlotte and then we stop in Columbia, we got a night off, and there's 20 people. Um, I mean, I'm sure... That's just
2: part of it, though. That's just part of the, you know... It's not always going to be great shows, but um, back to the the, the kind of advice thing, I I would just recommend uh, if you're starting a business um, surround yourself with people that you trust because we're just so lucky and, and like but Tommy and I we're we're brothers at this point you know like yeah. it's just the business part is is just a bonus you know like I just want to be around this guy and 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 play music with him but um, I, I feel that way about about the guys in the band and about the the network of management and booking agents too it's just we we trust each other and I think that's that's hugely important because it it is an endeavor that can, you know, it can sail or it can fail. And, um, you know, fortunately we've, we've been very, very lucky because we've seen other bands that are way better than us just ascend, ascend, and then just something happens and then they don't, they don't stay together. So it's um, staying together is
3: hugely important. Teamwork. Teamwork's important. And, and, and these are a lot of nuggets for, uh, for our listeners and any, Wherever they're at in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, well we have one final segment. It's called the Rapid Fire. And they are off the wall questions that we come up with. So okay. I, I've got three of them. So each of you would love to have your answer. And um are you ready? Yeah, Tommy, yeah. you go first. Go I think ahead. my headphones might be dying.
1: So uh... All, right. All right, we'll we'll go real rapid. Pebbles. Go first. Favorite cereal?
3: Uh fruity pebbles. Cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, another cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. Favorite sports team. Oh man, you're gonna make me choose. Uh Atlanta Braves. Okay. Titans. Titans. I know, we're baby. About, we're about That's one of my three. I can't pick, but anyway, this isn't about yeah. my last one. Ideal weekend. Um 4th of July on a Monday.
2: Ooh. Oh, nice. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Uh, mine's with with my family, spending time with my family and playing
3: a little pickleball and winning. <laughs> well, Trevor, we know you win and we'll sell the pickleball matches. No, that's not true. Especially if you have a bald partner. Nah, well, that is true. Chris
0: is more hero That's That's what we're going to call him. So. This is uh, so awesome, fun. guys. Thank you. Thank, well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Again, if if you're one of the only people on the planet that haven't heard of Moon Taxi, um, get on and get on and check them out. Um, thank you guys, honestly, for hopping on this, as you mentioned too, Trevor, I think you did at the beginning. It's a topic that you guys haven't talked about a whole lot, even just related to tax and business side. And I mean, I know we can go deeper into that, that Avenue too. So, you know, we look forward to future conversations with you guys. Chris, anything else you want to add? No, again, artfelt, Thank you. I know our listeners are going to really enjoy this and
3: we will see you In the Defeating Taxes private Facebook group,
0: DefeatingTaxes.com, and in the Teaching Tax Flow community. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, Chris, as always. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us, and we will see everybody next week. Hey, everyone. John here again from the Teaching Tax Flow team. Thank you for hanging out with us on this podcast, as mentioned earlier on. We like doing these, kind of getting some interesting guests on, great stories on how they got started couldn't think of better guests such as trevor and tommy from moon taxi to walk us through kind of their early stage process and really how they got to where they are now again that number on spotify of downloads on one song over 155 million times is no small feat so congratulations to you guys on the continued success we look forward to the new album you had mentioned there thank you so much for taking the time out of y'all's schedule to walk us through all the stuff that you guys have been through. Um, for all of our listeners, if you have any questions for these guys, any questions for the Teaching Tax Flow team, as always, the Defeating Taxes private Facebook group is the best place to do that. Um, if you're not on Facebook or you just want to shoot us an email, hello at teachingtaxflow.com is the best place for that. If you have any guest ideas, topic ideas, you'd love to hear us discuss on the show, be sure to send them on over. But until then... We shall see everybody soon.